A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Everybody and welcome back to Don't Blame Me. We are an advice podcast where we give you all the advice on sex, relationships, friendships, family. Uh, we tell you to go to therapy, all of the things that happen in life. And, you know, uh, honestly, preferably the crazier and the wilder, the better. We are not experts by any means. We are actually experts in I'm an expert at being a hot mess. I was going to say expert in cuntiness. Ooh, that is also very true. We are professional cunts, cunts for hire. <laughs> I truly hey. wish I could be a bitch for. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yes. We see each other. Yes. yes, 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 yes. Sorry, guys. Inside joke. We're having a moment. We're Hopefully, having a you moment. guys will find out why. In eventually. Like- a few years. Yes. <laughs> but. Yes. Uh, playing the long game here. Um, we are not experts at anything except professional cuntiness. Uh, so please take all of our advice with a grain of salt. It's just our opinion. We're the um, the bitchy, the, 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 the asshole kind of very honest, not sugarcoating friends, sisters that you always needed. Mm-hmm. And I am your uh, one of your hosts, Megan Ranks, joined by my co-host and producer, Melissa DeMont. Hello. <laughs> so what's new with you? Let's catch up. Um, uh, nothing really's changed this week for me personally, but this is the first episode that we're recording after a legend icon has oh. passed. Um, and she, we're of course talking about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, and I just want to thank her mm-hmm. because, like, we wouldn't be able to talk about a lot of things that we talk about on this show if it weren't for her. It's the 
she has been at the forefront of not just like the feminist movement, but at like the practical political fighting for Mm -hmm. gender equality. And if you look like one of the things that I think is so, so wild is uh, she started in the Supreme Court, like August, like six days after I was born. So my entire life, I haven't like she's been there for my whole Mm -hmm. life. And so there's never been a point. And that's the thing that's so, so crazy is we've all of these different generations who have benefited from her, but also people who have been, you know, working and then and then all of the work that she has done has been able to change their lives as they're an adult or as Mm -hmm. they're a teenager. And I was talking about this with a couple of like my friends who are my age and we were like, we don't. It's like it's it's as if that like all of the work that she did, it's like electricity or something in the way of being like, I never had to be without these benefits and these things because she's always she's been ahead of it. Like I was a baby, like I was born as Mm -hmm. she was doing all of this stuff. And it's just why I mean, even before you were born, I mean, Mm -hmm. most of the things that she was arguing were done before either of us were born. Yeah, she was the only woman like in her class and then couldn't even get hired after she graduated from law school because they weren't hiring women. So she mm-hmm. had to make her own path. And change legislation. So mm-hmm. you could hire like whether it's being like pregnancy through work, like being a parent and like working and all of this stuff. That's just something that. I personally don't think about like I take for Mm -hmm. granted that kind of stuff because I've never known a life without that. Right. And I think that even like us, like looking at houses all the time, like we wouldn't be able to even buy a house own property if it weren't her for her. And it's and it's something that's so wild because she just died. Like that's Mm -hmm. that person who the the concept of like women owning property. We think about these things. I mean, we think about a lot of historical things as if they happened so long ago, but in her lifetime, that's like within her lifetime, that's Mm -hmm. what she fought for because it was not allowed Mm -hmm. and her legacy will live on so far past it. And it was, God, that was a rough, I mean, you were the one who told me. I know. I like, we were texting when it like came on my screen and I was like, and we were talking about such first world problems that we were having. (laughs) yep and then that came up and it just like you know smacked us back in reality i do also want to say i did see a tweet from um an indigenous woman who did want uh to make sure that people are aware of the fact that there should be no pressure especially to the indigenous community to regard her in the exact same way that like a lot of other women do because she has voted she had voted against a couple of or something along the lines of a couple of like things that weren't really great of uh protecting like indigenous folk um so what my mindset has been as a white woman is like i i need to check that and be like okay acknowledge that because just because someone fought for women just because someone fights for anything i can automatically assume that I'm going to be included because I'm white Mm -hmm. and I want to acknowledge that that's not the case for everybody. And I think we can celebrate all the amazing things that she did, but then know that we have more to grow and like more to do in the future. And I think that's a really empowering and great thing. So if you are part of the indigenous community and you are feeling, I don't know, uh, kind of conflicted, or not really seen during this whole time, just know that we totally see you. And as well as the Jewish community, I fucked up and said, rest in RIP, which I also don't even really like, don't even associate it with Christianity. And I guess it is associated with Christianity. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I did a correction on my Instagram caption and also on Twitter, but I don't know if I got all of the things right. But uh, so it's may her memory be a blessing, which is what is said in the Jewish community. If you guys want to be on an episode of Don't Blame Me, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. You need to keep your voicemail to under three minutes long or you will be cut off.
Dun, dun, dun. And you also be shamed by Melissa. <laughs> and if you don't want to be shamed by Melissa and have us, you know, talk amongst ourselves while the call is playing, saying like, come on, hurry up. Mm-hmm. We would advise you to channel your inner Virgo and write it down and then read it out loud. And from there, you can see, am I explaining something too much? Am I missing something? It's just a really great way to have it be really nice and cohesive. And like we always say, when you are a listener, you can tell which calls that person wrote out beforehand and those the calls i promise you you like the most so if you are uh under 18 please get your parents permission before you call or send your voice memo in and uh before we get into those calls we have an update yeah 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 so this is from episode eight of season six and let's bring the caller in Could you give us a refresher on your original call for people? Yes. So I called in originally about um, my stepbrother sealing my underwear. Um, I I like to assume the best. So when I found it in his room, I was just like, oh, maybe our laundry got mixed up. And then it happened again and it ended up back in his room. So I was like, okay, well, this is weird. And then he basically said that he was like jerking off to my underwear so yeah, that's. I think that's where I left off last so, time. So did he tell his his father, which is your stepfather, right? Yeah. Did he tell yeah. him that, or yeah? Okay. He told him that, and so I heard it from my stepdad. That's what I called in about originally. Update. So, I guess like he stopped coming to our house. Like he stayed with his mom. And like, wouldn't like, didn't talk to my stepdad for a while. And he was basically like, I just need time, blah, blah, blah. And my stepdad was like, okay, well, you need to like talk to, you know, me and apologize and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then he, one day we went downstairs and like all of his stuff was gone from his room. And we were like, wait, where did his stuff go? And so we like looked at our cameras and he like came to, our house in the middle of the night (laughs) and got all of his stuff and just brought it to his mom's house wow and so we were like okay that's kind of weird and he just like did not talk to anybody so basically he said that like he didn't want to come back and then my stepdad was like well we want you back blah 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 but you need to like agree to like go to some sort of therapy and he was like I don't want that stupid. Like, I don't need to do that. And his mom, which is my stepdad's ex-wife, she is just a little crazy. And she was like, oh, this is just normal, like, teenage boy things. How old is he? He is, I think he's 19 now. Okay, he's an adult. Yeah. He, like, just went off to college, too. So he's a freshman in college. And so my stepdad was like, well, you can come back if you agree to like apologize and make things right. Cause I was willing to like sit down and talk. I wasn't just like, ew, get this person out of my life. Like it was obviously going to be awkward, but yeah. I was at least willing to like talk and stuff. But he was like, he literally said this to my stepdad. He was like, well, what do I have to apologize for? That was like months ago. And so my stepdad didn't hear from him for like months. And then randomly he texted my stepdad one day and was like, Hey, I need money for school. And my stepdad was like, um, I'd be willing to help you out if you would make things right. And he was just like, mm, no. Nah. So he like somehow paid for his school by himself. And like, we don't really know how. And it's just like a big shit show, basically. Wow. I wow. mean, your stepdad, yeah. like not to make assumptions, your stepdad seems pretty fucking cool. Like, yeah, that's he aw- is awesome. He like went to bat for me completely and like was never like, oh, she's my stepdaughter. So I knew, you know, like he totally yeah. set up for me and stuff. So that was great. But so how, what's the age difference between your stepbrother and you? He's 19. I'm 21. So, like so years. you guys, but so, so did you guys, you guys like lived in like the house, like obviously like you were living in the house together at that point, but it's not like, it's not like your parent, like they got remarried when you were I don't like out in college and then like right. you met him like two years in or something like that. Like you right. know like you guys him. went to high school together. Yeah. 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 
Shut the fuck up. Yeah. I like did not picture a 19 year old. And I don't know if you maybe I thought you he said was going to be like, 15, 16. The, I thought he was going to be on the border. I was thinking 18, 19. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. Wow. What's your astrological sign, by the way? Sagittarius. Okay. Oh, okay. Because I was like, you're handling this. Like the whole thing of being like, oh, I'll sit down and have a conversation. Like, I'm like, holy shit. Like that's, <laughs> that is like, that's amazing. Like I wish I was, you know, more like that, but it's so yeah. odd because half of his behavior sounds like embarrassed and mortified and like, mm-hmm. I don't want to see her and I don't want to talk to her, but then also like, I have nothing to like apologize for. Like, yeah. It's and I know that's why I like felt bad because I like can't imagine how embarrassed he feels. Yeah. You know? And so I feel bad that he probably feels really embarrassed, but But yeah. does he? That's I don't the know. thing. Like he I has- assume so, but I don't he is like like he's a nice guy, but he's always like he hasn't had that many friends and like he's kind of just like a loner, like plays video games and so like I felt bad because I don't know, but no, it's yeah. weird. It's fucking it weird. weird. I'm glad you have like obviously like your family, but I'm really glad your your stepdad is you know, like parenting his son and also like protecting you and not kind mm-hmm. of going about like yeah. it in that kind of way. Like that makes me feel like even from your original call, we were like, okay, I mean, stepdad sounds like he probably like has got this shit together. But that's also like Mm -hmm. such a nice comforting thing to know that even if like for you, obviously like moving past this or whatever, like it's always going to be weird, but like however you deal with it, knowing that he's not kind of, he's dealing with like him as a dad is also dealing it with in his own way. So it's not just like, oh, months have passed. Like, here you go. Here's money for college, like water under the bridge. Like he's still like, no, it was fucking weird because she's also my daughter now. So like, right, exactly. He went into my stepbrother's wallet and grabbed me a hundred dollars in cash and said, "Here, go buy yourself more." Oh my god! I was like, "Amazing!" <laughs> I, mean, I love your stepdad. Me too. I fucking love him. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, you seem to be doing like really like such a like a mature and like standpoint from this, which is yeah. You know, I mean, Sagittarius, you don't really get thrown for a loop a lot of times. Very much like, okay, yeah. this is my life. This is what I'm yeah. doing. Yeah. Yeah. I've been listening to this podcast since the very, 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 very beginning. And I've always been like, oh, my life is so boring. I'll never have anything to call in about. And then this happened. And I was like, I'm calling Megan. <laughs> yes. That makes me so fucking happy. I love when people who've listened for a while, like they get that yeah. moment. Someone else yes. said something about that where I don't remember what it was, but they were like, it was something like really like not great in their life. And they were like, yeah, I was like sad, but then I was also excited yeah. to call. Yeah. I was like, well, I'm exactly. glad it can like have, you know, the bright side of it. There is yeah. a silver lining. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Sure. Well, thank you so much for the update. Thank and thanks so much You're for welcome. calling in originally, listening to the podcast. Um give your uh stepdad our love. Mm-hmm. Oh, I will. And your mother too, because I mean I don't we don't yes, want to exclude yes. her in this as well. Yeah. Um and yeah, <sighs> thank you so much. Yeah, thank, thank you guys. Now let's get into the rest of our calls. Hi, Megan and Melissa. Um, just wanted to start by saying I love the podcast. I do have a problem that I would like some advice with. I am 26, and a few days ago, I just found out that I have a half-brother for my dad who is 33. Um, he was born a few months after my parents got di- got married. They got divorced about 15 years ago. Um, but I just need some advice on how not to be so angry particularly with my dad. Um, My mom had no idea up until recently as well. And it turns out my grandparents, who are both dead now, they were aware as well. And I did get in contact with my half-brother, and I have talked to him. And from what he has told me, um, my dad was very well aware that he was he's his son. And... I just need some advice on not being angry, very, very angry with my dad. Um, I really don't know how to deal with it. I don't know how to talk to him about it. When I talked to him about it, he basically said that he he didn't know that it was his, and he basically had no intention on telling us. 
that that we might have another sibling out there. I do have a full brother as well. But um, yeah, I'm really struggling with this. I'm having a really hard time. And I just feel like I was robbed at the chance of being able to get to know my brother. And it's very frustrating and um, upsetting. And I don't know really what to do about it. And I don't want to be angry, but I'm, I don't know how not to be angry when this has been sprung up on me. Um, so yeah, if you had any advice, I would really greatly appreciate it. Again, I love you both. I love the podcast and I hope both of you are staying safe. Love you. Bye. We hope you're staying safe too. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Wow. Wow. Um, your dad 100% knew that it was his because you are not it. Him, your brother was his because... <laughs> he kept it from you guys and your grandparents knew and your brother said he knew because obviously your brother knew that your dad existed so it's just messed up your dad was saving face because he just got married and had a baby on the way yeah wow i'm sorry that you've gone through this and sorry that you missed up missed out on years of knowing your brother um but I think there's still time. Um, Gabby Dunn, she found out that she had a brother like a few years ago. It wasn't her dad didn't know that the brother existed, but um, they were they did like a 23 and me oh, type shit. situation and found him. Wow. Um, they didn't. I mean, they weren't looking. It just popped yeah. up. <laughs> and so uh, and she talks about it a lot and she did we did a whole when i was producing um her podcast with allison um there was an episode where he was a guest on and um like they're talking and they i mean they just found out that they were siblings a few years ago and they're close now so i don't think that it's ever too late for you to get to know your brother i don't think it's too late ever at all i fully agree with that I think there's like a couple of things that I wish we knew. Like I want, how, how did you find out? Mm-hmm. Um, and was your dad involved in this kid's yours? Bless you. Bless you. Ooh, that Thank second you. one was good. It was because I was stifling the first one. Uh, and then you just let it go. <laughs> um, if uh, your dad was present in your uh, stepbrother's life at all, because financially, yeah, because I think that that's important to note um, because I think, first of all, you have every right to be angry. Mm-hmm. And depending on how long ago this was, like you can be. I I'm I know some people are like, oh, being like angry or being like upset or something like is such like a not a way to like live or whatever. But like there is like a level of like you there are levels of anger like you go from like really upset and really like fucking pissed about it. And then it can go from something to be like. Yeah, I'm not happy about it, but it doesn't like I don't think about it all of the time. Like mm-hmm. it's not something that and like that's just like a time sort of thing. So like this doesn't have to be something that you ever have to necessarily like forgive your dad for, but like you just deal. Like it's you just like you move on and like it's it can always be like a a thing that you are upset that he did this thing and like you don't forgive him for doing this, but it doesn't necessarily have to change your relationship with him if you don't want to. Uh, but it just depends on how long it's been. Cause if it hasn't been that long, that phase of being really angry and upset, it needs its time to go through it. And I think if your dad was financially involved, I think if you unpack the re- other reasons why that you would be really upset with your dad, because if your dad was financially involved in this kid's life, then you're up, then the fact that he continues to lie about this when it's blatantly obvious and there are facts and that kind of shit. That's really frustrating. And that's another point of like, I'm so angry with you. Or if he wasn't involved in this kid's life financially and knew we existed. And then you're like, I'm looking at you kind of differently as a person for like abandoning this kid and like not helping out at all when we had like a however, whatever your life was like, it's that kind of comparison. But it's like you said, it's never too late, but it's also it's also like, okay to be upset. And I personally Mm -hmm. know 
because he's doubling down on saying that he didn't know that would piss me off because there's no accountability and like apology and like recognizing the pain that he put you through on missing out this relationship with your brother and just this whole kind of like massive lie. And if he's not admitting to it, then he's not apologizing. He's not acknowledging and validating your feelings. And so that to me is a source of anger when it feels like this other person doesn't think I, I should be angry. That makes me even more angry. And so I think like have a sit down conversation with him and however you found out and like whatever the proof is or whatever, like if you're like, Hey, half brother, like you want to go grab a protect, like whatever this is, if you can like find that paper trail or this receipt and just like tell your dad, like, I just need to know the truth. Like I Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to be upset. Yes. But I don't want this to change our relationship forever. And if you keep lying about this, though, like just own up, like we already know this now, like just own up to this. And then start pursuing that route, like that relationship with your half brother. But I think like, yeah, I, I'm just, I'm so, I'm so curious about like what your half brother's relationship like was, was like with your, with your dad, because if he didn't have a great relationship with your dad and you want to get to know your half brother, it might also be hard for, there also might be some anger there that you're harboring like again, like towards your dad for not being a good parent to, to him. You don't have to forgive your dad. You can still be angry at your dad or you can, like, it's all up to you, but I don't think you need to push those feelings on yourself. They'll just naturally come. Like the whole thing of like, how do I get over something or how do I blah, blah, blah. The answer 99% of the time is time. And then what time will show you time won't make you get over something, but time will show you if you can't get over Mm -hmm. this. And then if you can't get over it, that's when you have to change the relationships you have with people or change what you're doing because like those feelings aren't changing or whatever it is. So, but this is wild. We would love an update. We would love a callback. You know, I would love to hear some more of the clarifying details. Let's get on to the next one. Um, so my friend and I, we've been friends since kindergarten and we, I'm 21 now. We both are. And she's been with this same guy since she was 15, I think. And I have maybe met him three or four times um, since they've been together, which all in all, I think that's a little weird. Um, I, the times I've met him, haven't had really good or bad things to say about him. It's been pretty neutral, um, pretty quiet and just, doesn't really want to talk to me um and she every time I get a boyfriend wants to be his best friend and always be around him which I want her to be part of my relationship in my life but so I don't mind ultimately that she's friends with my boyfriend but recently about maybe three weeks ago she was snapchatting me and she was like oh by the way I'm gonna call him Joe She's like, by the way, Joe and I got engaged last night. And she just kind of threw it out there, which I feel like, I don't know, my best friend, if I get engaged, she's going to be one of the first people I call. I'm going to be really excited about it. She didn't even sound that excited, though. She just kind of was like, oh, yeah, that happened, by the way. And another backstory is about six months ago, they broke up. He broke up with her. And she constantly complains about how much she doesn't like him and how rude he is to her. And he broke up with her and he told her that he had just been using her for sex the entire time they've been together. He doesn't even like her and that she's annoying. And so I really thought that they were done. But then two weeks later, he was like, oh, sorry, I was wrong. I want to date you again. And so they got back together. And mind you, that was six months ago. And now they're engaged. And he wants to get married in like three months or so. She is like, I don't want to wait like a year or more. or I don't even know if I really want to get married right now. But I don't want to be rude to her. I want to be able to support her. Um, but also, I don't really support her decision in being engaged to him or getting, I don't really support her being with him at all. But I do know that it's not my life and I'm not going to be able to control her. So I have just told her I'm happy that you're happy, even though it doesn't really seem like she is. But, and I always tell her, like, if you need to talk, I'm here. Um, but I didn't know, do you have any other advice? Should I just, stay out of it for the most part and just say happy you're happy and leave it at that 
or is there anything else that I should be doing since she's my best friend? Thank you, and I look forward to hearing your advice. Bye. This is weird. This is this is super fucking weird. Like, like you guys are <sighs> best friends. Like what kind of best to, friends? Yeah, like they've been together since they're fifteen. And, and you've now, met him like four or five times? Yeah, like, where did she meet him? How have Summer they been camp? dating? Have they been, like, talking online only? Yeah. But they've been fucking, so... Since that's what he was using her for. So he has to be local. Are you guys... Oh, yeah, are you in guys the in the same place? city? Did you guys meet online? You guys are online friends? Uh, maybe. N- no, because how would they become friends in kindergarten? <laughs> Pen we pals. met on Club Penguin. It was pen pals. They were pen pals. <gasps> oh, wow. Which we did have and when I was in like elementary school. We had pen pals and we'd I, write to people uh, like far away. But I, I always I, wanted a pen pal. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I have a lot of questions because this is something that like I could not even see the situation occurring with Sydney. Like my with my best friend. Do you know what I mean? Like it, there's yeah. just not... And even with like my close, close friends, like there's just, I don't, I'm just confused at like how this happens. Here's the thing. If it's your best friend, if you think about it in the sense that like you can always read your best friend, like when like, and there's a certain like sort of cadence of the way that you talk or like the language that you use. And like, when you say, if you're happy, I'm happy. We all know what that means. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm sure again, like if I said that to Sydney or Sydney said that to me, she would be like, what are you why are you being a bitch she's like she would like or she would and she would or she would just know that like that's what i'm like okay that's her like she knows like what that means and how she feels like how i would feel about that if i'm using that term so i mean the thing is is like we like you said we can't protect anyone from this i think you're going about this in like the full right way um but i mean i think that again if this was my best friend, I would probably say, Hey, like, I just want to like talk about this a little bit. Like I like just want to check in with you. Like the last time that we really talked about, uh, you guys, like it was, you guys had gotten back together, but like we really haven't like, and I don't know if you have, I'm assuming you haven't. Cause usually when you're like bitching to your friends, it's about the shitty stuff and like that kind of stuff. So I'm assuming when they got back together, it wasn't like maybe she updated you, but like, there's a little bit of like embarrassment there or like, doesn't really want to like own up to the fact that like, yeah, I got back together with a guy who like called me annoying and said he was using me for sex. So, I mean, have a conversation to be like, Hey, I want to check in. Like the last, uh, time that we really had a big conversation about you and him was like when he broke up with you and like when he like said all of those things. And I am obviously happy if you're happy, but I haven't like, we haven't talked about this in a while. So like, I also don't really know if you're happy and I don't know where you're at. So like, how did this, how did this come about? And like, how are you feeling? And I think from there, because again, it is her decision and it's her choice and listen to what she says. And it's not about if you like or dislike him, it's about if she's happy and if she's enjoy, like, if she's, if she's doing well and all of that, but I mean, I'm not someone who can reserve my judgment for my best, best fucking friend. But you also have to know that like, if you come at this of like, hey, I really think this is a mistake and I blah, blah, blah. You have to be knowing that like that it can put your friendship with her in jeopardy. I'm curious if you ever brought it up of like, hey, I like it's odd that we haven't like met this many times or like he doesn't seem that interested in getting to know me. And that I will say is a massive massive red flag um because if anything your partner should i mean your partner should always like want to be nice to your friends and always want to meet your friends and always be on like the like best like the putting their best foot forward really trying to impress them and all of that shit but especially with your best friend also you <sighs> said that they had this conversation like six months ago what has she been telling you in those six months since then i'm so curious about that Okay, guys, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back.
Okay, guys, we are back from our break and we're getting to the rest of the calls. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I am calling in for some advice, so I'm just going to get into it. I basically have been talking to this guy since March and we finally met up with each other a few weeks ago. Or actually, it would be more like almost two months ago. And at first, I thought it was just going to be sex because that's kind of like what we both initially wanted. But, of course, I ended up catching feelings, I guess. I mean, I'm not, like, in love with the guy, but I definitely could see myself going down that road. And I'm pretty sure the feelings are mutual. He's always kept it pretty casual, but I just personally never clicked with somebody the way that I clicked with him. Anyway, past that. I actually just moved into my dorm for college. Yes, I know. I can't believe they're like, yes, we went to dorms. But anyway, and I'm kind of struggling with being able to let loose because in the back of my mind, I'm thinking like, oh, what would he say about this? Or like, oh, I don't want to do this because I'm going to go see him this weekend. And it's honestly really affecting me. Like, I kind of want to be able to like let loose my freshman year. And just party and, like, basically fuck whoever I want. But I can't because in the back of my head, I'm always thinking about him. So I guess what I wanted advice on is, like, how do I get over that? Do I, like, block him? Because we are still talking, but we're just not seeing each other as much because I did move about an hour away. Um, Yeah, so I don't know how to go about this. I do really like him, and I just honestly feel like it was right person, wrong time. Um, But I also don't want to pursue something with him because I do want to be a whore in college, (laughs) if we're being honest. So I just want to kind of advice about how to get over myself. And also, for reference, I am a Capricorn, so I don't know if that tells you anything. And, yeah, okay, thank you guys so much. Um, Thank you. Bye. Take it away. Hello, caller. So you called in about a guy that you have a um, crush on that really doesn't seem like he's reciprocating your feelings. And you met up with him and you thought like it's going to be all sex and fun things. And then you're like, and it didn't happen. And then you moved into the dorms and you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that they're letting us go back to the dorms but you know what i can't believe is that you want to be out here hoeing around which you know what that is what freshman year is about but not in these times we're in the middle of a pandemic you shouldn't be going out and having sex with these people and like your relationship with that guy is so the other guy is so like irrelevant Because you shouldn't be going out and fucking anybody because we're in a pandemic. I'm floored how you can recognize that it is preposterous that you are allowed back on campus and Mm -hmm. living in dorms. But you want to verbatim party and fuck lots of guys right now. This is, to be super honest with you, I don't know how much of this is you not wanting to do this and feeling bad because you have feelings for him or how much of it is the fact that you have a guilty conscience that is like wanting to manifest it and say that it's about him, but it's really about the fact that you're, you want to do this shit in the middle of a pandemic. Like Mm -hmm. take that guilt and like that sort of shame and feeling of like tied to him and tie that to the pandemic. Like, it's not about him. I like when you're like, you want to hoe around your freshman year. How about you want to stay alive your freshman year? How about you don't want to kill people your freshman year? It's not going to be the freshman year that you expected. And it's not going to be the freshman year that you wanted. But it's the freshman year that you have. And you have to be responsible with this. Like, truly, how would you fucking feel if you went to a party, you hooked up with someone and guess your roommate died? Mm-hmm. your roommate died and let's say your roommate was not going anywhere your roommate was doing all of her classes on zoom and she did it all here so then explicitly when you tell her hey i got i tested positive or hey whatever it is uh or 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 she just gets sick and dies 
and the only person who it would be. And you get tested and it's you. And then you know, oh, okay, was that dick worth her life? Like, yeah, literally. Like, and it's not about... It's literally not about you. Like if you can't like, and truly, but I mean, to be honest, like a lot of this, like when it comes to that rhetoric of it being like, okay, well, we talk about like protect other people. And it's like, well, no, if you want to be a selfish asshole, protect yourself then. Like if that needs to be what you need to hear that like, oh, wearing like social distancing, wearing a mask, like abiding by all of these guidelines and all of this kind of stuff is how you like protect other people. If you need to reframe it to say that's how you protect yourself because you're selfish, then reframe it like that. But like understand even attending a fucking party is jeopardizing not only people's lives, people's education. There are so Mm -hmm. many fucking kids who do not want to be back at school, who are forced to be there, who are going to lose scholarships, all of this kind of shit, like are paying all of this money, like all of these terrible fucking situations because they have to go back to school and they have to stay in school and they have to live in the dorms and they're going above and beyond to choose to not further further add to that risk and then you're making that choice for them. And the last time we did one of these PSAs, um, people... Dude, I mean, I like, we've actually done one every episode at this point. Oh, okay. Wait, yeah. the last uploaded one and mm-hmm. comments we've had. If you do not live in the United States, no offense, but like, Unless you're going to be like, wow, I can't believe what the U.S. is fucking doing. Don't chime in and be like, well, well, blah, 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 blah. Because how the U.S. is handling this pandemic is completely different than anyone else. And so when it's like, oh, like I'm following guidelines, I'm doing X, Y and Z, like blah, blah, blah. And then I find out later that you're like not even from the States. I'm like, you don't understand. Like you're you're not not the same. Your guidelines are talking to you. No. And if it doesn't apply to you, if you get pissed off, I mean, if you get pissed off by anything that we say, like. It, it doesn't apply. Let it let fly. it fly. But um, I will. This is this is who we're upset with when we talk about the pandemic. I'm not upset with essential workers. I'm not upset with people who need to provide for their families. I'm not upset with people who like have to nanny, who have to have jobs where they're interacting with other people, and they might not be a grocery store worker. Like they work in a daycare, or like they're a teacher. Like all of these other things. Like I'm I'm not upset about that. I'm not upset about any sort of shit like that because like you're put in a position where like yeah the unemployment is like fucking trash and if like certain cities and governments and states are opening up and saying things are safe when they're really not that safe Mm -hmm. you're not able to file for unemployment because like you should you quote unquote should be working and but it's this shit it's the electing like it's choosing to do this social shit that you don't have to fucking do that puts everybody's lives in danger including the people who are only doing the things because they fucking have to. Like, I just... Stay inside. Go out only when you need to and study. You can FaceTime these dudes and, you know, leave the hoeing to next year. Mm -hmm. Or probably the year after that because the vaccine won't be for everyone until the end of next year. So... Buy a vibrator. Yeah. Like, it's... Is the dick worth death? And that's on that. Okay. Roll the tapes. Hi, Megan and Melissa. Um, I am 23. I'm a Capricorn. I don't totally know what that means, but you guys care. So there it is. Um, So I just came out about my relationship with my girlfriend to pretty much everybody in my life within the last few months. Um, and most recently I came out to my best friend from high school and like, I'm 23, 23 now. So like clearly we're in different places in life, but like we have still stayed, you know, close and in touch. And like, I thought she was like a really good friend. Well, um, turns out she basically said, and I quote, I will never support that relationship. And it was just kind of like really shitty because it's like, you say you love me, you say that, you know, you support me, but you don't support this relationship or me in this relationship. So I don't know. It's very confusing. I definitely think it's for a religious reason, which is like a whole nother, you know, story. But um, yeah, I just, I guess I just need help on what to do. Um, I, I haven't replied yet. I would like to, but at the same time, I don't even know what to say. Like, I'm really hurt. Um, I just feel like 
it's really shallow. Um, so if I don't apply, I guess, how should I cope with this loss? And if I should apply, what should I say? Because everything that I am thinking of is just mean and like, I don't want to be mean. I just want to be honest. I don't know. Please help me. Thank you. Bye. I am so tired of people using religion to justify their hate. Oh my God. It's, and like, it makes no fucking sense because I'm like, there are tons of religious gay people. Mm -hmm. Like there are tons of people who like still have a relationship with like religion, whatever religion it is and are happy and out. And like, like, I mean, the fucking. It's just to justify your hate. That's, that's the only, the only reason why it's there for homophobia, for racism. Mm Mm-hmm. You can name several, but those are the top two that I get fucking annoyed about. And I'm just tired of it. I'm tired. It's bullshit. And the thing is, is like, she's homophobic. And I think it's really important for you. Maybe, maybe you already like know that, but like terminology wise, I think it's important for us to like state on the podcast. Like she's not being a bad friend. She's homophobic. Mm -hmm. And that's, so far beyond just you and it's so problematic and so dangerous and deadly and it's ignorant and it's just incorrect and it's hateful and disgusting and deplorable and awful and there is a special for those religious special place in hell for people who like in general homo like it's awful but like they're I think there's like a lot of people who, you know, make exceptions for that. Like, and I think it happens a lot in uh, like the uh, gay, like uh, male gay community of like girls who will be like straight girls who will be like, well, like he's my gay best friend. And like, I'm not like, I like, I'm like mm-hmm. not crazy about gay people, but I love you. And yep. like an exception to the rule. And if your friend is to your face, like or text message or whatever, but like to you explicitly, their homophobia doesn't even make an, an exception for you. And that's such deep-rooted and disgusting hate. And regardless of the reason, if it's religion or anything like that, it doesn't matter. Like, because this is a part of you, but it also doesn't change you at all. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's just You're a part still of... you. And, and who you love shouldn't matter. Like you're saying, like, you just want to tell her how you feel, but everything's mean. Be- okay, that's okay. Like, that's how you feel. And that's also, like, very valid and how I feel being, like, just by proxy to this. Like, I'm mad and I want to be mean to her and I want to call her out on that shit. But you have to... What is going to make you feel... I don't want to say, like, better because there's not necessarily, like a, like, a scale of, like, how you're going to feel in that way. But, like, what do you... What do you want to say? Like, what do you need to say? And say that and also maybe there's nothing that you need to say like maybe you keep looking over it and saying it is not going to make you feel any different like it's not going it's just going to fuel this and it's just going to make you feel more hurt and like prolong this conversation and I don't think you have to like and I think this fucking sucks that this person who claimed to be your friend actually is not your friend um and is a homophobic piece of shit but it's not your responsibility or your job to ease them into this and like hold their hand and through loving you when nothing has fucking changed mm-hmm. like it's just not a relationship that not anything that you have to accept and like not it, it shouldn't even be like a fucking you don't have to do this for the relationships in your life you don't have to handhold people through their homophobia so they can like learn how to how to like love you and how to like deal with like your however you're fucking identifying like it just it, it's not a prerequisite to friendships and it can be really hurtful and really hard when like a friend says something or turns out to be someone like really different than we thought and i think there can also be like a lot of shame in that mm-hmm. of being like wow i can't believe that i didn't know that like i didn't think that this would this was like so out of left field like i so didn't think that this would be their reaction. And I can't believe I was friends with somebody for so long that was like, like this. And it happens. Like it sucks, but it fucking happens. And especially because you've known each other for a long time. 
we grow up and become kind of different people. And I think you alluded to that at the beginning of the call that like you guys have just grown up to have like very different lives and your relationship with her, like in your past and your history, like you, if you can look back on that with like good memories, if you want to, or you feel like you can, but you don't have to push forward on this friendship or this relationship just because you guys have a history. I mean, I say you're fucking kick her to the curb, but if you want to cuss her out, fucking do it. Okay, everybody, it is now time for Don't Blame Them. And uh, this is when one of you call in with your own experience on one of the previous calls, your insight, how you feel about it, if you've been through something similar. So which uh, episode is this one from? This is from episode 14 of season six. And the original caller shared that her friend always posts things on Facebook that seem biphobic. And so here's someone calling to share their advice. Yay! Hey, Megan and Mel. I am phoning in today as a response to your most recent episode in season six, episode 14. My pronouns are she, her. I, uh, this is in response to the caller who had a friend who made a post that talked about, um, straight friends or straight people pretending to be in queer relationships or queer or something like that. Um, and I just wanted to say that I don't think that you're being, um, like you're being too sensitive at all. I think that that post can be, um, is a little problematic. And I always find it sort of curious when people in the queer community um, really take it upon themselves to uh, be super critical of like other relationships that don't involve them. Unless you know people really intimately, you don't know how they identify. And if you do know them intimately enough and you do know how they identify and uh, I think it's like not really your business. Um, and I think that, um, I think that the post is biphobic and I think that it also, um, could be considered maybe, uh, transphobic or cis sexist because again, it is sort of like assuming things by looking at them, uh, from a glance and, um, so yeah, I think that your friend maybe needs to educate themselves more. And I think that you also need to uh, remember that your existence is valid and remember that um, you probably are uh, constantly, as I think a lot of uh, bisexual people are constantly struggling with internal biphobia. Um, so just be kind to yourself and... Um, I would maybe talk to your friend about this and if they're not receptive, um, I don't know. I think that like, it's up to you to decide if you want to do that extra work in educating them or if you have the capacity to do that. Um, but yeah, those are my thoughts. Um, and thanks so much. Have a great day. Bye. Fucking fantastic point. I was trying mm -hmm. to look up if there's a specific name, uh, for like, you know, uh, non-binary phobic in that kind of way. I haven't been able to find a specific term in itself, but that is such a good point that I didn't even think about. Like, we all agree that this is biphobic and a shitty thing to say and problematic and offensive and hurtful, but I never even thought of the, uh, like, assumption not only the assumption that it's making that like these people are one or more of these parties like it like it, this one of these parties is straight and like right. that but i also like i never even assumed in like the sense of like this is also assuming their gender identity just by looking at them mm -hmm. and that's so fucking problem like that's awful and like super fucking problematic and i she's totally right that i think this is also like it falls under being like transphobic and again, don't know the official term of it, like non-binary, like, or whatever it is, like not, you're just assuming not only someone's orientation, but their 
gender identity when you're doing that. And that's like, it's fucked. And like, yeah, exactly like she said, you that you only know those things if you're really, really, really fucking close with someone. And also, like we've said so many times on the show, like those aren't like those aren't necessarily set in stone. Like right. those are things that like can change and evolve change. over time. Yep. Or it and could s- even be like that day. That's what they're feeling. Yeah. And like, yeah, like why do you care? Like, mm-hmm. and that's like you're not in the relationship. Why does it matter? That is our episode. We hope you enjoyed. If you want to call in for an upcoming one, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to uh, follow us on social. Um, We also have our video version over on Patreon. If you want to hit it up, you can also support our Patreon. We do live streams and other fun stuff there. We appreciate you. Um... You know, if you're just listening on the uh, app, podcast app or something else and you're like, wow, there's a lack of ads here. <laughs> Please go over to Patreon Please. and support us there Please. so we can continue to make our show. Um, And yeah, follow us on our individual socials. And that's that is it. that's it. We Oh, vote. Register vote, oh, vote yes. for yeah. Joe Biden. And uh, we will see you guys next time. Goodbye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me, executive produced by Melissa DeMonts, edited by Katrina Henning, and music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. 
There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.